Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. I see a lot of folks have come on, and they came on early, and we greatly appreciate that. Please star six your line. Um, if you star six, that will mute your line. And any of your background noise, if you want to do anything around the house, if you're in the kitchen, it will not disrupt the call because your line is muted. Sometimes if I hear it, I can mute it on the computer, but it's a whole lot better if you star six and mute your own line. That way I can focus on the Bible study. Thanks again for checking in. Let's get started. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we lift you up, we magnify you, we exalt you. Oh, God, you are such an awesome God to us. In the midst of the cold that we are experiencing, freezing temperatures, even below uh, zero temperatures, we still know that you are an awesome God. We thank you, dear Lord, for a place to be and to be warm and to be out of the elements. We pray for those, O oh God, that are dealing with the elements right now. We pray that you will send them the shelters or send people to um, help them and to comfort them. And, Lord, if it's us, please prick our hearts that we might again do according to your will. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Now have your way in the midst of our study and allow this word to sink deep into our hearts and into our minds that, again, we might be more obedient to your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right. So we are, again, in this book uh, called Becoming a Prayer Warrior. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think prayer is one of the most important parts of having a relationship with God. You'll see tonight that over and over again, um, uh, Elizabeth Ells, she uses it as a foundation for a strong relationship with God is having a very strong prayer life. Let me tell you something. There are many believers who do not spend a lot of time in prayer. I find myself now, as I get closer and closer, and, and, I, and I have to tell you, being a pastor and being a teacher of the Word of God helps me tremendously to um, um, build my relationship with God because many times if, if I'm up, I'm going to start praying. If I'm doing something that doesn't take a lot of my mental attention, I'm going to be praying. If I, listen, if I get uh, up in the middle of the night, I'm believing, it, it may be for something totally different, but I'm believing that the Lord is calling me to pray, to pray. Uh, he's calling me to prayer. He's calling me to do warfare. He's calling me to, to gain a closer relationship with him. He, he may just be saying, you know what? I like your kind of worship. Can you worship me? Hey, can you worship me? And, and I go into prayer. Matter of fact, um, it was amazing. Last night I was literally trying to pray in the spirit 
just in my mind. Most of the time if I'm praying in the spirit, and in particularly if I'm speaking in my heavenly language, it's audible. Even if it's a whisper, it's audible. But I was literally trying to speak in my um, prayer language but not say say anything, not even to whisper, not even to move my lips. And, and it was, a, again, a different experience for me. You have got to at all times work on your relationship with God. Here we're going to be moving into this area. It's um, Chapter 4, page 77 in my book. And please text me or email me if you don't have um, a book. If you don't have a book, please text me or email me. Um, those who have that number, my, my um, cell phone number, or if you want to email me. If you don't have my cell phone, then, then email me at familychef at comcast.net. That's family, the word family, Shep, S-H-E-P, first four letters of my last name, at comcast.net. And, and we're going to work on getting you a book because it's a very powerful book. And, again, I'm hearing more and more that folks have this book. Possibly it was sitting on their shelves. Um, they were able to dig it up and uh, read along with us. But it helps out when um, I skip. Like tonight I'm going to skip some scriptures. You'll have those scriptures. If they don't identify with me, if they don't um, jump off the page at me, then um, then um, I may not mention them, but you will have them. And, and Copas is, she texts me, she used my email, my church email. Okay, you're right. Um, you can email me, and, I, and I'm going to migrate to this uh, email. It's ts.memebc, Mount Enon Missionary Baptist Church, memebc at gmail.com. T.S. Tracy Shepherdson, so you don't have to use Tracy Shepherdson, T.S.M.E.M.B.C. at gmail.com. And then during the course of, uh, matter of fact, this first quarter, um, and she is helping me, I'm going to migrate from using Family Shep, which is my personal email, into using the church's uh, established email, T.S.M.E.M.B.C. at gmail.com. Text me there text me. Thank you. Email me there, all right? Um, now, remember, um, actually, this, this particular night, I was not going to have Bible study. I was only going to do it the first, it's five uh, Wednesdays in, in this month, and I do teach the Bible study four Wednesdays. So many times in the year, if you see a fifth, like in May, there's a fifth um, Wednesday, I will not teach Bible study. More than likely, those fifth Wednesdays, I will not teach Bible study. And you'll see it comes up about, I think, about three, three more times. But this one, I did not tell you I wasn't going to teach it. And, and I think for the reason why, I was supposed to teach it. That's how I look at it. If, if I was supposed to announce it and skip it, I would have. But... Um, that's when I look at the Lord telling me, nope, you're going to teach this night. Last bit of housekeeping, um, it will be in February, February, so February the 6th, 
February the 6th, that date is, oh, okay, I have a meeting that morning. February the 6th is going to be the first Wednesday that we start at 7 p.m. So that's going to be next, God willing, next Bible study, we will start at 7 o'clock. We'll go from 7 to 8. All right? So please write that down. At the conclusion of this um, Bible study, we also have a couple of more announcements. We'll make that then, but we'll, we'll do that at the end. All right, so let's get into hearing God's voice, hearing God's voice. It's so very important that you establish that relationship and to know that God says, my sheep hear my voice, they know my voice. So the only way you're going to do it is, again, you start to tune your ear to the voice of God. It starts off here, James chapter 4, verse number 8. And I'm looking at it in the Knowing Jesus website, James chapter 4, looking at verse number 8. Listen to it in the King James, James chapter 4, verse number 8. It says, draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, purify your hearts, ye double-minded. And again, know this, that the double-minded, the double-minded, Many times folks start to migrate to the area of good and evil. No, no, no. Double-minded could just be two ways of thinking of something that both, both, both of them are good. They're both good. Um, however, you have not settled the direction you're going in, whether you believe this or you believe that, whether you believe that it's positive or whether you believe it's some type of corrective action, and, and you can't. Double-minded is double-minded. Watch what it says here. Amplified. Come close to God. He'll come close to you. This is a, when you, when you read this, you start to understand, all I've got to do is attempt to come to him. That's why you, you, you get phrases and folks will say, if you take one step, he'll take two. When, when you get that kind of mindset, when the Bible says if you draw nigh to him, he's going to draw nigh to you. If you come close to him, he'll come close to you. Recognize, watch this, this is amplified, recognize that you are a sinner. Get your soiled hands cleaned. And again, when you come to God, come to him knowing, you know what, God, I'm not perfect. Yes, I'm the pastor, but I'm not perfect. Yes, he's the bishop, but he's not perfect. If you don't stay in that mindset, then you start to come to God in this arrogant, know-it-all mindset, and the next thing you know, you're not really hearing from God. You become your own God, and you're putting words in God's mouth, and guess what? It's satisfying this in, internal, watch this, evil spirit that you have, and, and folks are identifying with it, and everything that people identify with does not necessarily mean it comes from God. And you're going off in a tangent in the wrong direction, even with followers. Help us, Holy Ghost. Watch this. Realize that you have been disloyal, and I'm reading this from the Amplified, wavering individuals with Divided interests and purify your heart. Purify your hearts. 
of your spiritual adultery. And adultery is, again, you've got this God and you've got another God. You've got something else you raise up as God. And anything that you spend a lot of your attention, you better understand that it's in danger of becoming your God. I'm, I, I, you know, you don't want to start stepping on folks' toes because, again, they get offended and, and they start looking at you. And it's not you. You better look at the word of God. You start identifying or spending so much time on the TV, so much time talking to a friend and getting advice from that friend, not making a move until you run it past that friend. You better understand that becomes your God. You're spending a whole lot of time on the Internet, and and you're basing your opinion off the opinion of someone else. And that starts to resonate with you when it comes to you making decisions. Thank God God looks at the heart, and when he looks at the heart, you got to understand that when he looks at your heart and see your decision is not based on the word, it's based on the opinion of the majority. Help us, God. It's based on the opinion of the majority. Many times what you'll see in the Bible is God calls his man, his woman, out to stand on the word, not putting a whole lot of credence on what everybody else is doing. Let me move on. That's James chapter 4, verse number 8. I want to, before I move on, I wanted to look at that in one more translation. And let's look at, let's look at good speed, not God speed, good speed, New, New Testament. Approach God. And he will approach you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Make your hearts pure, you doubters. Draw nigh. Hold on a second. One more real quick. I'm just scrolling down through. I'm scrolling down through the uh, probably about 20 different translations. There was another one, and I here it is. Understandable, understandable version. It says, come close to God and he'll come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinful people. And it says, for example, this is an exhortation to repent of moral and spiritual corruption. If you don't know, you ask God, have I done something to offend you? Have I done something to offend you? The main thing I want to do is when it comes to me being a prayer warrior, fighting this battle, or just having an effective prayer, I don't want anything to corrupt my ability to, watch this, operate in power. I want to operate in power. I don't want to just be spinning my wheels. So if there's any, and this is what he says, he's going to draw nigh to you, but when you draw nigh to him, you want to make sure that your hands are clean. What is that? I want to make sure that my mindset, my, my spiritual mindset, my heart, and that's my deep thoughts, are pure towards God. In understandable version, it says purify your hearts, clean your deep thoughts, you double-minded people, all right, in the book. It says communication, and I want to know, D-Y-B-I, do you believe it? D-Y-B-I, do you believe it? Listen to this first phrase, and it's actually broken up into three different parts. Communication is the life-giving blood that sustains 
all relationships. Do you believe it? Communication. As a matter of fact, I talked to a gentleman today. He was talking about communication, and he was sharing with me how he uh, went through this period of time with his wife, and, and when something would go wrong, she would shut down. Now, there's a lot of people who shut down for, you know, a few hours, day, maybe two days, three days. Okay, she would shut down for uh, weeks, months, and would not talk. They subsequently end up getting a divorce. However, the challenge that he faced, he could never tell what was going on because she would shut down and not communicate what caused her to shut down. So then he would have to assume, and you know how assumptions can be, he would have to assume what was going on, and it wouldn't come up until a couple of weeks later, three weeks later, a month later, and then all of a sudden it would come up, and he wasn't sure if that was the issue or something else was the issue because, again, so much time had lapsed. When it comes to you and God, you better understand God is looking to hear from you, and you need to hear from God. If you're not hearing from God, that needs to be at the top of your, thank you, Lord, that needs to be at the top of your prayer list. Watch this. Do you believe it? Communication is the life-giving blood that sustains all relationships, part two. Without blood, the body dies. Without blood, it is the lifeblood of these relationships, and without blood, the body dies. The spiritual body dies. The relationship, without communication, the relationship dies. So if you're not constantly talking to him, if you're not constantly looking for him to uh, advise you, then let me tell you something. I'm believing that there's going to be a huge problem. Now, for me, I'm skipping to uh, the next page, and I'm actually jumping. Uh, I love the little story. It was a, a nice little story. I'm not going to elaborate on it too much, but um, I love the childlike faith because that's how the Bible says we've got to come to, to God. And in this little story, the little boy swallows some gum. His parents ask him, where is the gum at? He says, you know what I did with it. No, I don't know. Where is it? I swallowed it. And the outcome is that I swallowed it because sometimes Jesus likes to chew some gum, and he lives inside of me. And he likes to chew gum sometimes. Well, in a childlike way, the child believes that not only is Jesus in him, but it's an actual person inside of him. It's a small Jesus inside him, very powerful, and that Jesus likes to chew gum. Well, I like the concept because you've got to know in a spirit form, Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Listen, it starts to direct, help me, God. It starts to direct you in many areas when, when you recognize he's living inside of me. No, I cannot do that. Matter of fact, I can't even have that. I don't want to even have that thought. I'm going to evict that thought. Why? Because Jesus lives inside of me. And I can't have that thought living inside of me. I can't even have that. Listen, that's, and sometimes you've got to be able to say that. That's not my thought. A thought will come to mind, and you're owning it and saying, oh, I must be mean. I must be perverted to think something like that. No, no, no. You better take that that the enemy 
shot that thought to you. The fiery darts that's talked about in Ephesians chapter 6 is the enemy shooting a thought into your head. When you start looking at fiery darts, you're not looking at an actual dart piercing your body. You're looking at a thought that the enemy gives you, and again, he's looking for it to lodge in you like a fiery dart and to catch your thoughts on fire. To catch you in this fire is a dark fire. It's not fire burning. It is a darkness that the next thing you know, you're, you're entertaining that thought as if it was yours. No, 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 that's not my thought, and you keep it moving. Wow, I would like to do this. I would like, man, I could just take that, that jewelry. He, he left the jewelry and went in the back. Nobody else is in here but me and him and the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> but here it is. The thought comes to your mind, I could take this jewelry and walk out the door. That's not my thought. I'm not a thief. I don't steal from people. I'm not a criminal. So you've got to learn how not to own every thought that comes into your mind. The enemy is throwing ideas at you at all times. Spending time in prayer and studying his word is something that you're going to see over and over and over. Spending time in prayer. And again, what is this? Just talking to God. And I'm going to tell you, one of the main things, and I do it like, I don't know how many hundreds of times sometimes in one day, I'm thanking God, thanking God, thanking God. If something works out, if if I'm in the cold and, and thank God, I don't care if, like today, I walked the dog and I had my gloves on. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I walk the dog and I forget to bring my gloves. I got one hand in the pocket, one hand holding the leash. Switch hands, hold the leash with this hand. Today I had both hands out just walking along. I'm just fine. Why? Because I remember, thank you, Lord. I'm thanking God for every little thing. If he's helping my memory, and I know a lot of folks have problems with their memory. If he blesses me with anything, I'm telling you, I'm giving God the praise for it. All right? Go to the top of page 79. Top of page 79, there is a, let me make sure I did that right. You're right. Let's go there where it says, God is not a silent friend. God is not a silent friend. It says here, God wants to speak to you personally. And I don't know if you, you know, really look at this as being um, something that, that is, true in you in your life personally god literally wants to have the adam relationship with each one adam where are you you could put your name right there tracy where are you i'm coming to talk to you he came in the garden looking for adam where god again if he wakes me up in the middle of the night i'm sitting there meditating on the side of the bed and i'm and i'm what lord what would you have me to do where would you have me to go it may be prick your heart to, to go down and read some word, go into the study and read some word. It may be to just sit here and to meditate, sit here, and, and to put your thoughts on Scripture. Keep it moving. Watch this. He wants you to hear his voice, John 10. And I'm going in the uh, Bible gateway. John 10, and we're looking at... Verses 3 to 5. John 10, 3 to 5. 
And I hope you have your Bible. I hope you have your notepads. And again, what you'll find out about the Holy Spirit that I'm I'm going John three, I'm John ten three through five. And all of a sudden, in your Bible, you have a reference, and God tells you He brings it, alerts you, quickens your spirit. Wow! Write that that text down too. Why? You're gonna need it at another time. So the next thing you know, you write down that cross reference, and all of a sudden, two days later. Friday, all of a sudden, that scripture right there. It's nothing I said, and that's why I say Bible study. Yes, sometimes you have to you have to uh, do you multitask. You're you're cooking dinner or you're cleaning up, and you've got it in your earbuds. You might be at work, and you got one ear with the earbud in it, and another one listening for the phone to ring or somebody to call you. Yes, I understand that. But if you have the time, sit down with your Bible and read. This is study time, and this is the time that you embed in your spiritual strength because you will find out that there's a whole lot of Christians, but there's not a whole lot of strong Christians. There's not a whole lot of Christians that really strongly believe in the power of their prayer. And I believe that's why God put me on assignment when it comes to prayer, studying prayer, and studying warfare, that you understand the enemy is after your relationships. The enemy, excuse me, the enemy is after your strength in the Lord. Here we go, John chapter ten, verses three through five. Here it says, and I'm reading in the easy to read, easy to read version. It says, "The man who guards the gate opens the gate for the shepherd." And the sheep listen to the voice of the shepherd. He calls his own sheep using their names. And, and when you start to relate that God is calling the people of God sheep throughout the Bible, then when you know he calls you by name, listen, this is not the children of Israel and what they would do Moses would talk to God and then bring back the instructions. When God wanted them to move, listen, the whole tribe moved by blast of the sound of the trumpet. The blast of the trumpet, when they heard the first blast, then this first big group would move, and they hit the next two blasts, and then another group would move. No, no, no. This is a personal relationship with you. And God is looking for that to increase more and more and more. Remember the first scripture, James chapter 4, verse 8. Draw nigh to him. He's going to draw nigh to you. You're going to get this voice stronger and stronger and stronger. He is saying that he uses their name and he leads them out. He brings all of his sheep out. Then he goes ahead of them and leads them. The sheep follow him. Because they know his voice. That's verse number four. Verse number five says, but sheep will never follow someone they don't know. Good God Almighty. They will never follow somebody they don't know. They will run away from him because they don't know his voice. Now, I'm using this example because it happened in the news just here recently where the president was uh, making these statements about uh, security issues, and, and, and everybody was going with him and going with him and going with him. But now you have these three officials 
in the same areas that the president is saying, you know, ISIS is, is um, demolished. They're gone. They've lost their strength. We've put a hurting on them, and, and we don't have to worry about them. And now the officials are coming forward saying, uh-uh, ISIS is not gone. Yeah, they were going with them initially, but now these officials are starting to stand up and say, hold on a second. I understand your policy. I understand uh, the Republican Party. I understand these things. But let me tell you, I've got to identify the truth. This is how it is with the believer. Yes, sometimes you start going with the ways of the world, but eventually you need to identify with the truth and then stand up. And proclaim, no, 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 no. Jesus is the only way. Sometimes, and in particularly people that you have impact with, you need to let them know. You know, uh, many times I've got music on, it's gospel music. I'm not sure uh, what the um, religion is of the person I pick up. And if I don't pick up, if I pick up something in my spirit, that guess what? There's possibility that, and, and particularly as a, service provider, if I pick up, you know what, I may be offensive. And some folks say, well, you know what, I don't care. If, if I'm offensive, I'm offensive. They need they in my car. Well, as a service provider, if I pick up in my spirit that I might be offensive, then guess what? I may put on a more contemporary or I may put on a, uh, what is it, jazz or something like that. Many times what I find out is that if I feel, guess what, I may have an impact because that's what the gospel is all about. It's about you identifying the impact that you might find when they say fish for men, the impact that you might have in this person's life. No, 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 I'm not just trying to be offensive and just to try to shove Jesus down somebody's mouth. I'm trying to impact their life that their life might be changed for the better. And offense, to be abrasive, is not the way of God. That's why many times you'll see Jesus walked up on people or he walked up on the pool of Bethesda, and he's not approaching everyone. He's approaching the ones that the Father sends him to. So what we're trying to do as believers is to have impact in his life. So you've got to tune your ear, thank you, God, into the voice of God and hear, is this an opportunity to have impact? So while I'm driving, guess what? I'm praying. While I'm driving, I'm worshiping. While I'm driving, I'm doing warfare on behalf of the soul that I might impact. Keep it moving. All right? That was the good news. No, no, no. I think, what was that? Easy to read? Easy to read uh, translation. That was John chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. Again, drawing near to the Lord opens the door for him to fellowship and communication with him. His desire, watch this, his desire is to do what? To teach you, Psalms 32 and 8. Psalms, and I'm going to go to knowingjesus.com, and I'm pulling the scripture up there because, again, Psalms 32, verse 8, what it does is give me the ability to pull up many translations of that one verse. And in BibleGateway.com, you can pull up the entire chapter in five, I believe it's five, yeah, five different translations. But on um, KnowingJesus.com, 
and I think it's actually bible.knowing-jesus.com, but at the top it just says Knowing Jesus. And this website, it gives you about 20 different translations of one verse. So again, in the, in the King James it says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way in which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. Now, again, this is the believer and something that you need to embed in your mind and to know it without a shadow of a doubt emphatically that God has given me the promise he will instruct me. How does he do it? Through your daily ups and downs, through your daily ins and outs, through the things that you go through in life, guess what? God teaches you and instructs you. I'm telling you, in the kitchen, I'm telling you, as you're walking down the street, uh, there are certain things. One person almost slips, and they have a heart attack. Well, another person almost slips, and they're laughing. What is going on? Listen, I believe in Psalms 91 where it says um, he'll give his angels charge over you lest you dash your foot against a stone. And many times, again, if I trip, if I slip, even if I fall and I catch myself, I don't get hurt. And I'm going, wow, God, this one person is having a heart attack because they almost slipped. The other person is laughing and, and, and it's giving them confidence in God because they say, wow, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And, and you keep on walking. And guess what? You stand on the sidewalk, whether you walk in the street or you walk on the sidewalk, it's all slippery. It's all got ice on it. And you're like, thank you, God. It's a whole different mindset when you know God has got his hand on you. He's instructing you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. Here it is. Where were we at? Psalms. Did I punch it in? Okay, here it is here. Here it is. Uh, Amplified, I, the Lord, will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eyes, with my eye upon you. Now, again, sometimes you may be paranoid that you think people are watching you all the time. Well, let me tell you something. Somebody is watching you all the time. The Father is watching you. When you are his child, he's watching over you. He's keeping an eye on you. And this is the confidence we have. How? Why? Because of the word of God. That's Psalms 32 and 8. He's going to teach you. He's going to instruct you. And that's why I look emphatically on the things of God. When I look at this word, watch this. That's what my new program becomes. Lead you into the truth and, watch and I love this part, show you the things to come. Sometimes you know it in advance, and again, somebody tries to capitalize on it and becomes a, a, a fortune teller because God is starting to show you things that's going to come to pass. Sometimes, let, let me tell you something, he may even show you what's getting ready to come to pass in somebody else's life, and it's not for you to tell them, it's for you to know. And for you to know why, because you start to have more confidence in God when the things that he showed you. Let me tell you something. If you don't see anything come to pass that God has instructed you in or, or that God has said in his word, thank you, Holy Ghost. If God says it in his word and you don't see it in your life, let me tell you something. It's going to really start to defeat you when it comes to you having trust in God. 
Say what you want to say, but if you don't see the things coming to pass, if you don't see it working in your life, if you don't see God moving, it's going to start to work on your faith. The more you see the things of God, the word of God, and what he speaks into your heart coming to pass, the more you're going to have the confidence in God. Here we go. Keep it moving. Woo, time is flying. All right? He'll show you things to come. John chapter 16, and we are, hold on, looking at it in BibleGateway.com. John 16, colon, we're looking at 13-15. All right? Right, I just heard an echo. That means somebody might be unmuted. Who is that? Okay, looks like everybody is muted. All right, let's go back to John chapter 16, verse 13 through 15. John 16, 13 to 15. How be it, and this is King James, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. You got to know it and you got to believe it. He for he shall speak of himself. For he shall not, thank you Holy Ghost cuz it, it didn't resonate with me. I had to pause. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall shew it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and shall shew it unto you. Wow. Now, again, this is where some folks give up on the Bible because the she shall Shoe, shoe, she, shoe, shoe, and they say, well, you know what, I can't understand it. Get another translation and keep on studying. Folks let minor things become a blockage to them, a wall to them, a hindrance to them, instead of treating it like a hurdle, getting another translation, a good news translation, easy-to-read version Bible, ERV, or the Amplified, or the Message Bible that's going to help them to learn this word. Let me tell you something. I'm not letting that stop me. That's why, again, I'm giving you these websites that will bring that same verse up in many different translations and help you to know it. And let me tell you something. We've already read the Holy Ghost is a teacher. And when the Holy Ghost starts breaking down the King James to you, then that's when your confidence is built up. That's when you start to go, wow, and then you will start to hear it. God will send someone else along, and, and you know, it may be a Bible teacher. It may be a, a tele-evangelist that breaks down the same thing God gave you in your private study. The tele-evangelist says it over the TV, and you go, wow, that's what the Holy Spirit said to me last night when I was reading it on my own. But if you're not doing this, then again, that's what we call drawing nigh. When you're studying and you're reading and he's 
uh, breaking this thing down to. He's translating it for you. That's when you start drawing closer to him and you start to gain that relationship. Why? Because God is opening up your understanding. Listen to it in the easy to read. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. He will not speak of his own words. He will not speak his own words. He will speak only what he hears and will tell you what will happen in the future. I'm not getting any future notices. If you're not, then again, ask the Lord. Talk to him about it. What's going on and how come I'm not getting any future notices? The spirit of truth will bring glory to me by telling you what he received from me. All that the Father has is mine. That is why I said that the Spirit will tell you what he receives from me. Listen, Jesus said it clearly. I get from the Father, and the Holy Spirit gets it from me. And that's why, again, one of my powerful testimonies is that I thank God for Jesus. You testify of a whole lot of things. Testify God gave me a new house. God gave me a car. God gave me a promotional. I thank God for Jesus. God gave me Jesus. And that's how we're able to make it. That's the easy-to-read translation. Uh, John chapter 16, 13 to 15. The Lord speaks, and I'm at the um, third paragraph on page 79. The Lord speaks to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel chapter 36 Ezekiel chapter 36, and that's one verse, so I'm going to look, at it, look it up in the Knowing Jesus website. Here it is, Ezekiel, and what was that, 36? Ezekiel 36, and we're looking at verse number 27, and I did something wrong. So I'm going to go E-Z-E-K. I try to put the abbreviation in there, E-Z, and it does not like it, so I've got to put a little bit more. E-K. Okay, I will back it all the way off. Ezekiel. Nope, it's not going to let me do that either, so let me put it in. E-Z. E-K, and that means I did not look it up initially in this website because it would have been loaded in there anyway. So you got to put in at least four letters. Sometimes you can put E-Z, and it will take it 36 colon 27. If it does not take it, put E-Z-E-K space 36 colon 27, and it will pull it up in all those different translations. And, again, I give you these tools. So you'll study, study, study. (laughs) All right? Listen to this. It says, King James, and I will put my spirit within you. That's your confidence. Do you have the Holy Spirit? If if a stranger walks up to you and and, um, they were just dealing with another Christian, talking about the Holy Spirit, and this Christian was telling them the Holy Spirit lives in them, then you walk up and say, are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Yes, I have the Holy Spirit. You mean you got the Holy Spirit living inside of you? Yes, I do. Some believers, again, cannot emphatically say they've got the Holy Spirit living inside of them. 
You've got to know it with confidence that the Holy Spirit is inside of me. My, listen, my spirit is wrapped up in this body. And let me tell you something. When you prioritize it, it's not your physical, it's not your mental, it's the spiritual that is really everything. This, this earthly vessel, this, this tabernacle of clay is not going anywhere in the end times. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be caught up to meet him in the air. The spiritual is what's going to be caught up to meet him in the air. It is your spirit, man. So when it says, I will put my spirit within you, thank you, God. It will cause you to walk in my statutes. It's a new American standard. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. Now, again, if you're not feeling an unction to walk according to the word of God, if you're not lining things up as if the, the, the word of God is the plumb line, it's the rule, it's the way in which you're supposed to go, then you better understand that the Holy Spirit is in you. You're not allowing it to rule. If you're not using that, if I can do this, can I do this, can I do that, and you're not bouncing it off this internal foundation of the word of God that you got inside of you, you better understand you are hindering, you are quenching, you are causing the, the growth of the Holy Spirit dominating in your life. You are causing it to be stymied. I can't do that because why? Because of the word. Certain things I listen to and I go, wow. And, 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 I, and I may laugh in my flesh and then I go, look, you better turn that off. Why? Because it's grieving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's grieving the spirit that's in me. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Wow, that's a little bit too gross. You're watching a movie? Uh-oh, that movie said one curse word. Do you turn it off? No, I do not. I'm being honest with you. I don't turn it off. Up, uh, there go another curse word. Now, you got some believers that all of a sudden they have waved the white flag. I thought you was a Christian. You shouldn't be watching that. Up, uh, it's got a, a sex scene on, in that movie. You shouldn't be watching that. Now, if it gets gory, if it gets a downright just nasty, okay, oh, hold on a second. That is starting to grieve me because it's not entertainment at this point. It's getting gory, and it's affecting me in a negative way. You've got to know the spirit of God that's in you, and you've got to reverence that spirit. When it comes to things you can do and things you cannot do, areas you can go into, things you can say, things you can watch, it's all about this spirit that lives inside of me. Here we go. Watch this. Another translation. This one is called modern. Nope, I do not. Oh, here it is. Modern. Nope, that's not it either. I thought it was another modern. Here we go. Let's use this one. A conversation, um, conservative, I'm sorry, conservative version. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, and it shall, watch this, it, and ye shall keep my ordinances and do them. You shall keep my ordinances and do them. Bible and basic English. Here's a good one. Bible and basic English. And I will put my spirit within you, causing you, watch this, causing you to be guided by my rules, and you will keep my orders and do them. All right? 
So, again, write that one down, Ezekiel 36, 27, and understand that the Holy Spirit has a job within you. John 14. Am I going to get through all the way there? Uh, Not in 15 minutes. John 14, and this one I have a note, so I'm going to look it up in the um, Bible Gateway because it says Amplified. Uh, John, we're going to look at 14. And what do we do? Colon, 16-17. 16-17. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Watch this. And this is Jesus. I love John 14. This is Jesus. It says, and I will, and, and matter of fact, I'm going to look John 14. I'm looking in my Bible. I know that. Yes, John 14, 16. Right. 16 and 17, and I knew it. Matter of fact, all of John 14 is red letters. And Jesus is saying here, it says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Uh, In the easy to read, it says another helper. He will abide with you forever. Thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost. Do you have the Holy Ghost? She says she got the Holy Ghost. Do you have the Holy Ghost? You've got to know with confidence I've got the Holy Ghost. Are you feeding the Holy Ghost? Are you treating the Holy Ghost right? Are you making the Holy Ghost comfortable in your tabernacle? Does the Holy Spirit, watch this, does the Holy Spirit lead and guide you? Does the Holy Spirit teach you? It says, I will ask the Father. He will give you another helper to do, watch this, to be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth. The people of the world cannot accept him because they don't see him or know him. And many folks, even folks that claim to be believers, got problems with the Holy Ghost because they don't see him. If they had a little cloud of smoke that would come over them or hovered over them, some folks, I believe, would feel a whole lot better with the cloud of smoke than not having the smoke at all because then they know, they physically see it. you got to know that God is with you, and no matter what, whether I see him or not, whether I feel a little quickening or not, whether I get goosebumps or not, in my spirit, man, I know the Holy Ghost is there. He's with me. He's got me. He's guiding me. When all of a sudden I feel okay, that's the Holy Ghost. When I get quickening, that's the Holy Ghost. And in particularly, when that quickening lines up with the word, we're going to talk about that. All right? So that was John, and then we take it. But you know him. He lives with you. The world can't, don't know him because they, they don't see him. But it says, but you know him. He lives with you, and he will be in you. He lives with you, and he will be in you. That's John 14, 16, and 17 in the easy-to-read version. All right, Jesus calls him a counselor, Isaiah, Isaiah 9, 16, easy to read. So I'm, what is that, easy to read? I can pull it up right here. Isaiah, very, very, I like this scripture. And, again, it's powerful for you to know 
the scripture. Sometimes you don't remember book, chapter, and verse, but let me tell you something. Um, it's good to know the scripture, period. For uh, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, it says, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. When you look at it in the easy to read, watch this. It says, and his name, where are we? His name will be Wonderful, watch this, Wonderful Counselor, Powerful God, Father who lives forever, Prince of Peace. This is Jesus Christ, and these are the attributes, his job description, and what he does for us. He's a counselor. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. And again, you don't, don't start to, thank you, Holy Ghost, diminish the power of God in your life. Many times, it's not that God don't have the power. It's he doesn't have the power to you. And when he's moving, many times if you don't see him moving, if you don't sense that he's moving, it starts to deplete your ability to have strong faith. Whether I see it or not, God's at work. Now, it may be three days down the line. It may be three weeks later, and all of a sudden that same issue that you wanted to move on God all of a sudden shows you that he's moving in that area. It could be a person. It could be a situation. It could be an area of life for you personally. But all of a sudden you realize, guess what? That ache, that pain, that, 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 that uh, concern, guess what? It's gone. He's a mighty God. All right? That's um, easy to read. I read it. This will happen when a, special, when a special child is born. God will give us the son who will be responsible for leading the people. This is his job. His name will be Wonderful Counselor, Powerful God, Father, who lives forever, Prince of Peace. All right? Last one, I'm going to look at it in the Amplified, 2 Timothy 3.16. Y'all know that one. 2, Tim. Three, and I said 16. In the Amplified, it reads this way. All scripture are breathed, given by, given by divine inspiration. All scripture. And is profitable for instruction. So when you read it, you better understand God is doing something. He's teaching. For conviction. When you read the Bible, listen, some folks, I believe that they just don't want to go right. They don't want to do right. So guess what they do? They don't read the Bible. They don't want to, be, they don't want to have the conviction of the sin for correction, of, for correction of error and, watch this, restoration to obedience for training in righteousness, learning to live, in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to do that again next week. I'm going to pause. We've got about five minutes left. I'm going to turn this last five minutes. Hold on a second. Let me write my note. 
I'm going to turn this last five minutes. Oh, let me see if I know how to do this. See if I can identify co-pastor. And she's going to make an announcement about this coming Friday. Three, two. I believe this is her right here. Co-pastor? Hello? Okay, that is not her. Hold on. And hopefully I can do this right. I don't think. Hello? Okay, let me hold on two seconds. Wow. Everything happens at the same time. Here we go. All right, she's going to make an announcement concerning. I can't do that. Help me. Okay. Uh, I should have known that. Okay, here we go, right here. All right. Oh, you know what? Copass, if you star six, it should take you off. I did. It should. Okay, are you there? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Pastor, thank you so much for the word on tonight on prayer. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to teach and study and pray for this Bible study every Wednesday. I am here to make an announcement about our Well Women's women's Ministry we are going through this book called Walking in Her Shoes, and we are going to talk about, we're exploring the cultural and relational and emotional realities of women in the Old Testament. And this book was written by, my, by somebody that attends my sister-in-law's church in Texas, and Deacon Shepherdson decided that um, purchased the book and wanted to see if it was something that we could do. So we've opened up the opportunity for different ladies in the church to study six women, six different women. And our first session is going to be on Friday, this coming Friday, February the 1st at 7.30 p.m. Our first episode, we're going to be dealing with the outsider who fought her way in, the story of Tamar. And yours truly will be delivering that message on that on um, Friday night. And then on the same night, we're going to have episode two, and we'll be dealing with Beauty and the Beast, the story of Abigail. And Sister Tracy Cooper is going to be expounding upon um, the story of Abigail. So we invite you to come out. It's going to be at Mount Eden Missionary Baptist Church, 329 34th Street Southeast. Washington, D.C. We will begin promptly at 7.30 p.m. Each of us have a half an hour to expound upon our um, lady, and then we will, you will have an opportunity for Q&A. So if you have any questions that you want to ask about what we've learned, we're going to open the floor up for that. So we do look forward to you coming out. This is for all, everyone. Men and women are welcome to attend. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You are very welcome. Um, so, again, thank you so much. Uh, God willing, we will uh, talk to you again on February the 6th. Don't forget, 
We're starting at 7 o'clock. So you'll see that on the Facebook post, and um, soon you'll see it on the, on the website, uh, Mount Union website, which is going to be mbmbchurch.org, mbmbchurch.org. Um, and that, that's going to be up. It's up now, but we're going through still some um, little tweaks on it. So, again, God bless you. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again. Pastor? Yes. Hello. Also, if anyone is interested in the flyer, um, our next session is going to be Friday, March the 1st, and then our last session is going to be Friday, April the April the 5th. All of them start at 730, but if you're interested in receiving a flyer, you can email pastors, email, don't want to give out too many emails at this time, and uh, we will get it out to you. Again, his email address is ts.mebc at gmail.com. All right. Good night. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.